This is Rhea. Welcome to Little Stories for Tiny People. Tiny people, I am extra excited about our story today for a couple of reasons. First, this is a story I've been working on for a long time, and it's about something I think is very important. It's about feelings. To me, our feelings are a big part of our lives, and how we handle them has a big impact on everything we do and experience. Second, my guest today is someone I am so excited for you to meet. Tiny people, my guest is a real person. My guest is actually my very own tiny person, Leo. Leo, can you say hi to everybody? Hi! How old are you? Four. What's been your favorite story so far? A little fox. (laughs) I have a secret to tell you about today's story. You gave me the idea for it. What do you think about that? Yeah. Are you excited to hear today's story? Yeah! Tiny people, are you ready to hear the story? Okay. Remember, there are no pictures, so you'll have to imagine the pictures in your mind. You can imagine it however you want. Okay, here we go. Not too long ago, Milo turned five. Five, which, as he made sure to remind everyone he encountered, meant he was halfway to ten. After hosting his birthday party, Milo's parents were a bit exhausted. They decided to have him spend a weekend with Grandma. He arrived just in time for dinner on Friday. A super yummy, delicious dinner of veggie pad thai. Grandma tended to get hooked on certain dishes for weeks at a time. Last year, she made eggplant parmesan every Saturday for six months. Then she switched to chicken tikka masala. For the past three months, she'd been perfecting her veggie pad thai. Milo was thrilled because this was a meal he just could not get enough of. As Grandma dusted off her hands and sat down to eat, Milo noticed Grandma's hair looked different. It wasn't the same color as it had been the last time he'd seen her. Sometimes Milo had thoughts come into his head that traveled very quickly from his brain to his mouth, without much time in between for him to think about whether it was a good idea to actually say them. Unfortunately, this was one of those times. Grandma, your hair looks weird. I liked it a lot better before. Grandma stopped, her fork heavy with pad thai just millimeters from her open mouth. She put down her fork and took a deep breath. (sighs) Milo, she said quietly, you just hurt my feelings. I did? Uh, yes. You know, Grandma thought for a moment, you know, honey, 
I have feelings, just like you do. Everyone in the whole world has feelings. Every last one of us. Milo considered this. Truth be told, he hadn't really thought a whole lot about Grandma's feelings. She had helped him learn about his own feelings, but he hadn't considered that she might have the exact same kinds of feelings, too. He figured a good way to help the situation was to make her laugh. Everyone in the whole world has feelings, Milo repeated slowly. Except for... Grandma raised an eyebrow. Except for who? Except for... Robots, he exclaimed with a giggle. Grandma laughed. (laughs) I guess you're right. That is true. Everyone has feelings, except for robots. Grandma, I'm sorry for hurting your feelings. That wasn't a nice thing to say. Thank you, Milo. All right, I'm really hungry, Grandma said, taking a bite. Me too, Milo said. This is so yummy, Grandma. Compliments to the chef. Grandma smiled, and they both dug into their meals. Little did Milo know, but across town, a small robot named Vincenzo was looking up at the night sky. Okay, so his real name was VR7892-99B27, but I'm going to call him Vincenzo to preserve my own sanity. Vincenzo was part of a robot colony made by scientists a few years back. He lived with several other robots in a house, and the scientists monitored them and watched as they went about their days. It wasn't a bad life, but there was something different about Vincenzo than all the other robots. Vincenzo had feelings. Big feelings. Feelings just like Milo and his grandma and everyone else. Vincenzo wasn't meant to have feelings. The scientist who designed him made a bit of a mistake in his programming that resulted in his feelings. So Vincenzo had never had anyone explain his feelings to him. All he knew was sometimes he didn't feel like getting up from his charging station in the morning, and sometimes he got a weird tight feeling in his central cavity, and sometimes He felt like microchips were going to spill out from his eyes. He was very confused and didn't know what to do when these sensations came over him. Vincenzo was quite lonely in the house. The other robots scuttled around him throughout the day, not bothering to say excuse me or thank you, as the other robots simply didn't have any feelings that needed to be cared for. They did their jobs and followed through on the programs set out for them by the scientists. They weren't happy or sad. They just were. Vincenzo not only had feelings, but he was also quite clever. He could see out the window of his room that there was a town full of people not too far away. He wondered about the people. He wondered if they might need a robot friend. That very night, Vincenzo took a towel and dusted himself off the best he could. 
He polished his buttons. He oiled his joints. He made sure he was fully charged, then tucked his charger into his central cavity for safekeeping. He scooted down the hallway and slipped out of the house. Nobody stopped him. No robot had ever left the house before. Vincenzo set off down the road towards the town full of people. The next morning, Milo woke up and stretched his arms as he yawned mightily. Oh, it's morning! He busted out of his bed and ran down the hall to Grandma's room. Grandma was still asleep. I'll just let Grandma sleep a little while longer, he thought. He crept upstairs and got himself a bowl of cereal. As he ate his cereal, he heard a strange noise. It was a rustling sound outside the window. Something was stuck in the bushes. Milo went to the window and looked down. He saw flashes of silvery metal as the object squirmed. Hello, it yelped. Can someone assist me? I am stuck in this green shrubbery. Milo opened the window and stuck his head out to get a better look. Whoa. Um, hi. I'm Milo. Are you, are you a robot? Vincenzo peered upward. Upon seeing Milo, Vincenzo felt a rush of energy through his metal frame. My name is Vincenzo. I left my home down the road. Can you assist me? He asked Milo. Sure! Milo raced down the stairway and out the front door. After a few strong tugs, Milo pulled Vincenzo free from the bushes. Thank you for your assistance, Vincenzo said. I owe you one. You're welcome, Milo said. Want to come and check out my toys? I've never had a robot friend. Are you my friend now? Can you live at my grandma's house? Can you sleep in the closet? Can you have lunch with me today? I do not require food, Vincenzo said. Milo's face fell. However, I would like to inspect your toys, Vincenzo added. Milo lit up as he ushered Vincenzo into the house and down to the toy box. Vincenzo scooted around, thrilled to look at this small human child's belongings. Trucks of all sizes, puzzles, Legos, so many things to explore. Vincenzo was intrigued by this new environment, but he suddenly felt a dark cloud roll over his mood. Without knowing why, he sat down and stared at the floor. He began shaking a little bit. What are you doing? Don't you want to play? Milo asked, suddenly realizing he had a robot in the house who was acting unpredictably. I, I do want to play. But I am just... Vincenzo started crying. But unlike a child's cries, these cries didn't result in tears. Tiny computer chips fell from Vincenzo's eyes. I don't understand, Milo said. Seems like you're crying, but robots don't cry. At least, I didn't think they did. I didn't think robots had feelings at all. Feelings? Vincenzo asked, looking up wearily. What are these things? Feelings. I have always been very different from the other robots, but I never understood why. I get these strange sensations about things all the time. 
like when my roommate was transferred to a different location. I felt an odd sense of wanting him to still be there. And when the scientists decided to reprogram a section of my central operating system, I was oddly concerned something might go wrong. Huh, Milo murmured. Sounds like you were sad and lonely when your roommate left, and you were afraid when the scientists reprogrammed you. Sad? Lonely? Afraid? Vincenzo was not familiar with these concepts. If you don't understand your feelings, you'll probably go haywire, Milo said. Vincenzo shuddered at the thought. Then you better explain them to me, Vincenzo said firmly. Okay, Milo thought for a moment. Well, sometimes I feel happy, like when I kick a ball into the goal at soccer, or when my best friend shares a slice of watermelon with me, and sometimes I feel sad, like when I have to leave a place where I'm having fun and I don't want to go, like the playground or a birthday party. Sometimes I feel hurt, like when a friend pushes me at school. Vincenzo considered Milo's words, turning them over in his central processor. Sometimes I have really big feelings, Milo continued. That's what I call it when my feelings are too big for me to handle by myself. Maybe that's happening to you sometimes too, Vincenzo. Vincenzo nodded thinking back to the other day when he began shaking during a thunderstorm. Milo continued, It can happen when I get so angry that I feel all clenched up. My hands make fists, and all my feet want to do is stomp, stomp, stomp. Milo stomped around the room to demonstrate. It can happen when I get so frustrated that I feel my eyebrows scrunching together so tightly they seem as if they might touch and become one big eyebrow. Milo pushed his eyebrows together and made a funny face. It can happen when I feel so sad that my tears are hot and they roll down my cheeks, or in your case, I guess, computer chips. And I can't speak even if I know what I want to say. All that comes out are little whimpers. It can happen when I get so excited that I think my cheeks will pop because I'm smiling so wide and my heart beats so fast. I feel dizzy and I want to scream at the top of my lungs and jump all over everything. Milo leapt onto the bed and rolled around frantically. You see what I'm saying? I think I understand, Vincenzo said. But, Milo, those feelings sound quite extreme. Is it okay to have big feelings like that? Yeah, it's okay to have big feelings. Everybody has them. It's part of being human. Oh, I mean, it's part of having feelings. But they're still tough to handle. Handle? How do you? Handle them. Like, you pull a lever, and they go away? Where is my lever? Please show me. Vincenzo looked down at himself. Hmm, if only it were that simple, Milo said. No, there's no lever to pull. It can be hard. When I'm having big feelings, I sometimes imagine them as this huge ball that I'm trying to balance above my head. 
And when my feelings are so big, the ball pushes down on my shoulders, and I feel scared, thinking it might crush me. That sounds very frightening, Vincenzo said, if I am using that word correctly. You're right, it is frightening, but my grandma told me something about big feelings that not everybody knows. I don't have to hold them all by myself. The people who love me can all help me carry my big ball of feelings when it gets too big. How can they do this? Vincenzo asked, fiddling with his buttons. Oh, I can say, I'm having really big feelings right now. Can you give me a hug? Or, I'm so overwhelmed. Can you breathe with me? Or, I need to calm down. Could we sing a song together? Just a hug can help sometimes. Or some counting and some deep breaths. Singing my favorite song really loudly can help too. One time, I sang it so loud, my neighbor heard me and she started singing along. Sometimes those things don't work at all. And I have to do something to get my feelings out, out. Out! Vincenzo stared at Milo and his eyes grew a hundred pixels in every direction. I have to get them out, Milo repeated. By, by jumping up and down, even hitting a pillow, or letting out a howl. The people who love me, like my grandma, can help me name my feelings. Sad, excited, hurt, angry, disappointed happy, afraid, frustrated. Naming my feelings makes them feel less scary. Vincenzo stored all of this information in his central processor as Milo continued. And something else I learned is that when I ask for help to hold my ball of feelings, and when people I love put their hands up to help me carry it, it shrinks. It never goes away. After all, feelings are a special part of who I am. Instead, my big rumbling ball of feelings gets smaller and smaller and smaller until it can sit on my shoulder like a little ladybug keeping me company. I never considered ladybugs as offering high-quality company, Vincenzo commented. Hmm, well, okay, like a teeny tiny dog on my shoulder keeping me company. Vincenzo nodded slowly. So if I may summarize, you are saying I must acquaint myself with my feelings, accept them as a normal part of life, and then use various strategies to manage them, with the help of those who care for me, in order to keep myself from going haywire. Totally, Milo replied. So, how are you feeling right now? Right now, I am feeling glad that I now understand the sensations that have swept over me, and grateful to you for explaining them to me. Milo smiled. Yet, I also feel something else, Vincenzo said. I spent last night in your shrubbery, which, by the way, should be trimmed, as it is quite hazardous. That aside, it was very different from my charging station at home. And this morning, I was not able to see the sunrise from my usual spot near the window. At this time of day, I am typically engaged in a useful project of some kind. I thought I would be well suited for life among people, but 
This feeling I am experiencing is making me think I was incorrect. Vincenzo, you're homesick. I love my home. It does not make me sick. No, no, homesick is when you're away from home for too long, and you miss it, and you want to go back. Ah, uh, yes, that is exactly what I am feeling. I now wish to return home. Vincenzo straightened himself and headed for the door without looking back at Milo. Upstairs, Grandma stretched and got out of bed to go search for Milo. As she walked down the stairs, she saw a flash of silver. Huh? What was that? She muttered and crept down for a closer look. Just then, Milo passed by on his way to the door. Hey! He called out. Grandma hid in the stairway and peered around the corner. She saw a small robot inches from the front door. Vincenzo turned to look at Milo. I was just departing, he said. I know, I mean, Milo stuttered. I'm glad you're going home. I know you want to, but you're leaving without even saying goodbye. A puzzled look fell over Vincenzo's metallic features. I am not in the habit of saying goodbye to anyone. It appears it is important to you for me to acknowledge the value of our time together by bidding you farewell. Well, yeah. I felt sad when it seemed like you are going to leave without saying goodbye. Vincenzo referred to the data about sadness that he'd stored in his central processor. He could understand what Milo was feeling. Around the corner on the stair, Grandma wondered who this Vincenzo robot character was and what he was doing in her house. But she swept those questions aside as she waited to hear what Milo would say next. Remember, Vincenzo, I have feelings, just like you do. Everyone in the whole world has feelings, even robots. Vincenzo smiled. I am very sorry for hurting your feelings. I have greatly enjoyed your company and your assistance. You have taught me priceless lessons about my emotions, and I will be forever grateful. And now, I shall take my leave. Goodbye, Milo. Milo ran to Vincenzo and gave him a hug. Goodbye, he whispered. Vincenzo, having never been hugged before, stood frozen in place and waited for it to be over. Milo was a big hugger, so it lasted kind of a long time. Finally, he let go, and Vincenzo pushed through the door and was gone. Grandma, having seen this take place from her hiding spot, stepped down from the stairs. Milo was on his tiptoes at the window, watching Vincenzo disappear down the street. <clears throat> Grandma murmured. Milo turned, looking a little disappointed. Hey, Milo, Grandma began. Look. For the moment, let's put aside the fact that a small, talking, feeling robot just left my house at 9.30 on a Saturday morning. I definitely want to hear all about that, trust me. But first, I just wanted to say I'm very proud of you. Last night, I went to bed still wondering if you truly understood what I meant about everyone having feelings. But... If you can teach a robot about feelings, I'm pretty sure you understand them well yourself. Oh, Grandma, Milo said, 
running to her for a hug. I miss him already. Grandma gave Milo a big squeeze. Okay, I need to eat breakfast. How about you come with me to the kitchen and fill me in on who this Vincenzo robot dude is and why you miss him so much. Milo took Grandma's hand and they walked together into the kitchen. All the while, Milo talked a mile a minute about his new best friend. Leo? Leo, where'd you go? I'm right here. Oh, there you are. Did you enjoy the story? Yeah. What was your favorite part of the story? That Vincenzo was stuck in the bushes. <laughs> when Vincenzo was stuck in the bushes? What helps you the most when you have big feelings? You give me a hug. I give you a hug. Oh. Do you think that you would like it if a robot came to our house? Yeah. What kinds of things do you think you would do with a robot? Play with What would you play with them? Uh, my puzzles. <laughs> okay, we're going to let all the tiny people go. So can you say thanks for listening? Thanks for listening. Thanks for joining me, Leo. You're welcome. Little Stories for Tiny People is written, performed, and produced by me, Rhea Pector. Take a minute to leave a rating or a view on iTunes to help more parents find the podcast. I always love to hear from my tiny fans. You can find me on Facebook or Twitter, and you can reach me at littlestoriestinypeople at gmail.com. I'll be back in two weeks with a new story to share.